We have so many stories in our lives, but our stories are not always heard. On the Hear My True Story podcast, we tell our own true stories. Before the white car backed, our head teacher had scattered. Looking at him, I could only see his tie that was flying backwards, waving at us, and he disappeared in thin air. I want to share my life story. I want to share my voice with the people because I know that uh, just a small joke I can tell through this, this podcast, it will make someone smile. When you ask me what I fear most in life, I would definitely respond to you and say it's fear itself. We are fighting for togetherness. We are fighting for equal rights. We are fighting to end injustice. You don't have to be a storyteller or writer because, guess what? Life writes the best stories. Hear my true stories. This is your favorite time of the week with your number one, one podcast. Hear my true stories. Okutonda Obokusanya wochasimi Obuntu mubuntu Chensaba Obuntu mubuntu mzenawe Otako Obuntu mubuntu Chensaba Obuntu mubuntu mzenawe This verse is for you my brother Obuntu mubuntu Chensaba Obuntu mubuntu mzenawe Yeah, I'm going to sing the last verse for you. Yeah. And for our dear listeners. Yeah. Ndikuma vivi katonda wangi Saba kumanya na magezi Tere mixa mumiri mujange Sobole okuzi imbensi Abali jabali gamba Twa sobola Kuzimbe misinji kwebalinya ah, Let me stop from there <laughs> Hear my true story Yeah, our dear listener, thank you so much for joining us this week again. It is me, your host, Otako, on this wonderful podcast, Hear My True Story. Wow, it is so interesting to have you guys every week when you join us and listen to this wonderful podcast. Anyway, for those who are just joining us this week, I would like to tell you this is Hear My True Story podcast. Here we tell stories of people we share wonderful true stories and we also have wonderful conversations. And also we host people and they share their own 
personal stories. And for this week, we have a wonderful conversation. It is an old conversation. We had it in the in the year 2022, maybe it was in April, where we hosted this guest and he talked so much about living here in Europe, mainly living here in German and what he does. And what is so special about this is that it is in the February, the month of February, where we celebrate the Black History Month. And for this month, we decided at the podcast to share wonderful conversations that we had with our guests. We had with our African black people living in Europe, all the people who are staying here in German, and they have wonderful, inspiring stories that can inspire other black people living in German. And for that reason, we hosted Hedwin Matovu in the year 2022. It was in April when we had this wonderful conversation, which was really relevant and it is still relevant for anyone who is listening to this episode for the first time. It will be new to you. And if you have listened to this episode before on this podcast, Yeah, it is old, but every time you listen to it, it gives you a new experience, a new way of thinking about things. And for that reason, I'd like to say, you're still on this wonderful episode, on this podcast, you listen to it, and if you enjoy it, it will be grateful for you to subscribe and maybe share with a friend to know about this wonderful podcast. This week's special guest on your favorite podcast. Hear my true story. Yes, Mr. Teacher, you are a teacher. Can you introduce yourself? <laughs> yeah, once again, once again, my name is Edwin Matovu. I come from Uganda and I'm an artist. Yeah, I'm a simple man yeah. living in German right now. And a teacher. Yeah, I'm a teacher too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, uh, so uh, Edwin Matov. Yeah. As we talked about in our previous uh, episode of this uh, podcast, mm-hmm. you we talked about so much how can we empower ourselves, our black people living here in Europe or in 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 German, yeah, or you I would say like that. So I mean, Edwin, do you have any personal experience as a teacher in regard that? issue of racism against black people where you felt a bit in your career mm. discriminated i mean you are free to talk about it and you are free not to talk about it you can tell me that otako of course i'm not ready to talk about this and that is okay yeah thank you for that really question but it's really <laughs> <laughs> a challenging question But I can regard to it as um, putting it like um, self-esteem. Um, I mean, you are going to self-esteem. I just asked experience. If yeah. You don't have it, you so, don't yeah. Have it. You, you are free not to say it. Either. You don't have to say it. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Uh, me as working as a teacher, because you know, teacher, you have to be vocal. That's mm. the first thing element. Be vocal and mm. be present. To your students, you know. So, but one of the challenges I really have, I can say, it's the language. Because I can't be really vocal and I can't really express myself as a teacher as I want or as I would be because of the language. And because of that, it puts my self-esteem to be low. You know, and in certain um, certain cases, I also, when I speak to different uh, friends of mine, well, also they, they have the same problem that we have a lot to share 
we have a lot to learn we have a lot you know to bring out but we we find we can't find a way of bringing them out and we find ourselves with our experience with our knowledge with our skills we cannot express ourselves and that takes us to kind of depression that takes us to low self esteem and you can't fear people you know i remember when i i first engaged myself uh, in a community here in germany and they introduced me as like a dance teacher in a certain school that's long time ago and uh <laughs> i had to express myself i have to say okay let's stand up uh, everyone takes a place put your hands up and everything but when they introduced me at first when i was outside they're like yeah i've been teaching for a long time this is my game you know i know how to do it i know my choreographies i was confident my dear when i entered <laughs> Uh, the dance the dance studio the hall for the kids and there are many reading you know that excitement for kids they are learning something for new so the person who was like coordinating the workshop introduced me and first talked of course about me but in dutch and then all of a sudden he turned into english and said edwin matov so turn take take the floor my god that's when i realized that's not only dancing not only having skill that you can still stand a man i felt so low i felt like i want to de- <laughs> to go somewhere and i hide but of course i had to stand because it was a workshop and i did it i did it but i wasn't myself to, to be true i wasn't really myself because the kids have like some questions they have to ask and they like, you know these quick questions can i redo this and i always had to say can we go to the left and then i had to ask like a coordinator uh, what, what is she saying uh, she should go to the right oh yeah 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 uh, you know every time to be like having interpretation and everything and from that workshop i wasn't the same that energy i brought from uganda the skill i had the skill, the, the excitement and the willing to share and to learn i became really down So the next workshops I was really down expecting for questions how am I going to handle I starting to learn some words in Dutch you know so experience as a teacher I can put it more in that aspect um and sometimes I we could say related to the racism the question you asked me most of the things maybe they have been statements race and i cannot understand maybe from the kids like the workshop i attended a long time ago <laughs> one kid raised their hand and said uh we have a question i say yeah go to the question do in uganda do you have food do people eat and you know that that point it might sound <laughs> stupid which kind of question i'm also a human being we also people so you cannot live without eating but say kid and the media what it portrays that the people in africa they die of hunger they are poverty they are out of poverty they are killing each other so total is like they are animals all, all in all that's what they portray we need to help them so and the kid raised this question and i was with um my uh, the people we used to work with also self-fed africans we laughed at first <laughs> but the, the kid was serious he want to answer do you eat guys and of course one of us had to come out and say yeah we eat we have food and he said oh so we have rice also we have kartoffel we have potatoes you know to explain that you eat another one raised do do you eat animals do you stay with animals do you have houses so that kind of question they can they might sound racist 
in that aspect, I say, I'm a human being. I'm also a human being. We sleep, we eat. But for the kids, they don't know. Yeah, of, of course, um, children have the questions and yeah. you need to answer them. Yeah. But the point you already said is that yeah. the media portrays something else. Yeah. So do you think it's the problem of the school or do you think it's the problem of the parents? How can this kind of questions stop not to be raised by young people, by children? How can we support them? To learn because for them they are genuinely they want to learn they're asking questions yeah and need to answer them yes so me as um, an african teacher who works in the class now i make sure i portray who we are africans put it in general or ugandan i do things which are normal people do them and i portray not only poverty i think there's no normal people in life uh, okay, sorry, maybe it was a slight of a tongue. But of course, there's this kind of people, pity, who are like, you have to go for pity. When you see an African, oh, oh, poor man, what do you want? Do you sleep? Can we help you? Is this, you know, there's this aspect. I've been facing it a lot of time. People see you, you come, they ask for a job, you come as someone who wants that job. And instead of engaging in a professional uh, interview, someone feels pity for you. They give job out of sympathy. Oh. And of course, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, you as person being given that job, mm. if you see that you got a job because someone thinks of sympathy, mm. then that's not that's super 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 racism against the yeah. black people yeah. because it's done in a very uh, thinking you're helping me. Mm. But of course, you're discriminating me. Yeah. You're not helping me. Mm. I, I need to be judged, of course, on my profession, yeah. on my skills, mm. on my capacity of mm. doing the job, and so my have the requirements not to sympathize. Yeah, is it what you're trying to say? Yeah, what I'm trying to say is also the role of the teachers, and of course, I can't put in media right now. Let me focus on the as a teacher. So it's the teachers now who, who have to engage uh, these kids to. The, the real life, not to the media, things they say in, um, on the media, but also to talk about the stories. What are Africans too? So let's give an example of like the sportsmen. You can, it's really hard to see a good thing talking about how Africans are good sportsmen. It's rare to see it. And it is all over media. And that's the truth. You see Africans are doing a lot of things. When you go in history, those people who are good in history, they can get to know even when they mention about the innovations. Africans were part and partial of innovations as workers, but they put the aid as the Europeans or Americans, those people. So it's we as teachers, we have to bring out the hidden stories about Africans in general to say so um, Africans or are you talking about black people yeah brown people living yeah. in Europe living yeah. in the yeah. US or living in Canada are you talking about telling the stories the stories that have not been told yes of That's, successful yes yes black people yes. living in 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 my in in com- white communities yeah are you yeah. talking about this? Because when you talk about Africans, yeah. of course, there are also people who are living in Africa mm. who are not, of course, black. Mm. Mm. You need to be clear. I don't know yeah. whether yes. I'm, am uh, I wrong. No, you're not wrong. Because I've met one time at my organization in Uganda, we had an intern mm. who came to work in the organization mm. and she was a white person. Mm. But she introduced herself 
I am from South Africa. Mm. I am an African. Mm. And I saw the CV. Mm. At first I was like, okay. Mm. The white person from South Africa, yeah. she's African. But of course, mm. she had two passports, German and South African passport, yeah. maybe. Yeah. You know, but yeah. of course, she, she was from also from German. But she lives in South Africa. Mm. Uh, in this aspect, I I don't want to engage myself in the so white black. Okay. That's, that's where I have a really big problem of identifying people as black or white. That's why I use in my statements to hear me saying Europeans, American, Africans. That's also generalizing, but I don't want to put color, colors in my statements because I have like my reasons of which next time we'll come back, then we'll talk about why I'm not saying blacks or why I'm not saying African. On this topic, I'm talking about the Africans, the people who come from Africa, and they're staying in Europe or in America or in Canada, whatever they, whatever about, race they are in. Yeah. About those raised and grown up here. Raised and grown up as long as they have like uh, African, uh, the way they look, they look like Africans. You know, you know what I'm saying. Who, look, who, who looks like Africans? Africans they have like. Okay, you want me also to bring in that? It's good. It's good to ask you that question. It's really totally good. We have also kids. We have like um, in intermarriages. So you see, our look is a little bit different. This have like light skinned, and plus we have like a little bit of dark skin. Some people call it chocolate or colored people. So it it is there, but I I as. I've more I've read many books and engaged in too many things of being um, categorizing people with uh, color black and white. We'll come back to that. But, but remember, color is yeah. there. You will never say there's no color. Yeah. So the moment you start saying, I'm not going to talk about color, when color yeah. is there, uh, you're a teacher, a kid okay. will come and say, yes, yeah. Mr. Matov, yeah. why are you black? Yeah. And I, uh-huh. You are going to say that I'm not going, I'm not going to appreciate that the Color is not there. No. Am I going to say that the kid is color blind? No. I, I, will, I will say I'm not black. I will, I will tell him, okay, look at the chalkboard. Which color is it? It's black. Which color is this? There are some chalkboards that are white. So. Yeah, of course, which is black or any color. Black, black is everywhere. You mm-hmm. can see it. Then I say, what is this? Is it black? And when you look at this, what is this? Is this black? You see me here. Am so, I black? So my question is this. Do you still say yourself that you don't want to to talk about color, but because there are people who say that mm. I don't look at color, it's human beings as human beings, that's mm. okay, mm. and I appreciate that. Mm. But the point is that, yeah, the word the word color is there, color mm. is seen. Yeah. Green will be green, red will be red, yeah. light will be light, dark will be dark, black will be black. But am I black when you see me? Brown will be brown. <laughs> Why are you not mentioning brown? Why did you say the question that the kid you ask me, Edwin, why are you brown? Of course it is. Because I'm not black. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you because I'm asking you yeah. what would be asked, what may be. Yes. Yeah. And, yes. and because uh, that question I've already had. Because I've met people who have said, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't want to be called black. Mm-hmm. I want to be called brown. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's been brown. So yeah. You get that? Huh? It's been dunkel. Huh? Yeah. You see? People have their reasons you've talked mm-hmm. about already. Yes. Yeah, I think we are switching from the, our question. We need mm. to go back to, <laughs> to the real question. Yeah. Yeah. So 
talking about that the challenges we teachers what we have to do that was the question i think mm. we me as a person have got an opportunity to start on the africa as live in europe what i do i portray who we are i'm not i'm, I'm not a pretender i act who i am i do things in my way i think it would be better to say that i i i do I do mm. portray who I am, yes. not who we are, because you may yeah. not apply. Yeah, of course, I say I, I do who us. I am. I don't pretend. <laughs> yeah, but as we said, it's like a sample, it's like a reference. When you say Martin Luther said da 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 da, and people put it in a paragraph, and people appreciate that. This, what is it? So I do what I am, and I portray who I am. I I don't want to pretend, or I want to pretend to be or. Uh, how the Germans are, how they do things, how they do. Of course, the system there, how we have to teach, how to do that. But there's me, because even the Germans, they cannot all be the same, you know. So they are teachers, that's why their names, they say, Otako, Edwin, because they want to to put that clear that when Otako does that, it is Otako. And the fingerprints are there and everything. So what I'm doing, I portray who I am. And people who know that I come from Uganda, I come from Africa. Those kids, I don't need to tell them when you make this statement that Africans, they need their poverty, they, they are poor. Africans, they are this. They see me. So when they hear these statements, what the question we raise, give example if they are watching um, uh, news at home and they see Uganda is doing this and this, those people eat people, they, da, da, da. the kid will stop and say, hey, wait a minute. Mom, we have a teacher from Uganda. Yeah, Matov is from Uganda. He doesn't eat people. He does with us and he's a happy man and he does with and he doesn't make us money. And he looks also he eats apple with us. We does this. So I give a clear example to the kid, and that kid will grow up knowing that I saw someone, I know someone. Keep in touch. So I believe more from the practical work. Because what the, the media, of course, we are, we are not the one controlling the media. Look at the Facebook, the way it does its things, the TikTok. They bring things. Um, there's something I, 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 I witness and I recognize that when you like you have feedbacks for, you always uh, watch, uh, let's say, sports, for example, football. They make sure <laughs> the people controlling Facebook will give you more sports news. Have you witnessed that? They control you indirectly. Don't giving you other information, but say, oh, Taco's interest is in sports. Edwin's interest is in music. He always looks at this video. So they give me more of that. So we as teachers, it's we to be, uh, we are, me as a, a person who is a, like a black person, as you want me to say it. I don't want you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you can say so whatever you can say. Okay. Yeah. As an African who is working in German as a teacher, what I do, I make sure I do who I am. And the kids, when whatever they say in media, whatever they do, they will say, they will see. And they compare themselves. I don't need to come with my statement with a hundred statements. Africans will eat. Africans will sleep. Ugandans will do this. But they will look at me the way I do things. They get the answers. So most of questions, we answer them. Unknowing that we're answering questions from these kids. They are, kids are very smart and they learn very fast more than we adults. They see things and when you demover, we change, you change something, they say, but uh, uh, Mr. Matu, last time you said this, but now you're saying this. 
straight away. And I like them so much because they, for them, they don't pretend. They tell you what they think straight away. So what we have to do, people who have opportunities, and wherever you are also, you work with the school. You do your part as an African. But however much you try to push, no, I'm just, this is my, my opinion. I'm not saying it's a must, but what I do. However much I try to say, coming with a blackboard and write them, we Africans, we don't do this. You cannot say this statement, you are Africans. We da, 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 da. I do. I just do. And then I will leave them to take, to judge me or to judge Africa, depending on me or what I do. But I make sure I portray what people want also to portray out of me. So I give myself a big task to represent where I come from. Because however much I'm fighting to generalize and I do this, it will keep in people's heads that our Ugandans are doing this and this. So um, to summarize everything, what to say, also to engage in the conferences like we teachers, the conferences, because they have many topics talking about African studies, the other they should, um, I think we could also advise them how they should phrase them because most of them are ignorant about Africa. They also get the information from media, from, uh, from the books wrote, the books which are really wrote by them. People who just visit Africa, they are the one who writes our history. So we also, that's why most of the teachers from me where I work from, they come and they engage. Is this true in Africa? It's like I attend this course, but they ask, Adrian, is this true in Africa that things are like this and this? And they say, no, in where I come from, we do this and this and this in front of students. They also like no pretense or no going behind and say, now Africa, you have don't you don't need to say this. But in front of students, they talk about a topic and they have questions. Do you have cassava in Uganda when the kids are there? I am out of help us. In Uganda, do you have cassava? Do you know something like this? And I say, yes, we have cassava, that's this and this and this. So straight away, you don't need to pretend or to act good or to do more, being a hero. That's to be open-minded and do your job. That's what I do. Okay, thank you so much, Mr. Matovu, Edwin Matovu, for your (laughs) opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So in summary, you will say it's very important to talk about the topic of racism against black people. Yeah, schools. It is it is important. So, but we people who come from Africa, mm-hmm. we have extra work because even uh, European people talk about it. Our friends who always really want to engage in that, and they really find a wolf punishing to students who really bring those racism statements. But for us, we have extra work. What are the extra work for Africans who live in Europe to act the way we want people to perceive us? Don't make statements you don't do. Don't be a pretender. When they say Africans don't keep time, please, as you say, not all Africans keep don't keep time. Please be an example. Live an exemplary life. That's why I call it extra work for Africans who live here. Portray our picture in the right way, as you say. Yeah, when you say Africans who live here, I still have the same question because you know there are people who are born in Europe in the mm-hmm. US wherever they are mm-hmm. in Canada they are black brown people of color living here they were born here mm-hmm. you get that but of course maybe the, the, the world sees anyone who is a BPOC black person of color or a black person mm-hmm. a brown person mm-hmm. from Africa 
Mm. But of course, not all of them are from Africa. The people who are coming from Jamaica, there are people coming from the Caribbean, the people who are all over the world. Black people mm. have been all over. So, I mean, maybe we need to be clear. Yeah. yeah, the good thing about it that when you introduce yourself and the way we do things differs, depending where you grew up from. It differs. When you see an African who was born in Europe and an African who was born in Uganda, they differ the way they do things because the people who raise them, the environment differs. So the way their actions, the way they speak, the way they do things, that's why you find a kid whose father is a Ugandan and the mother is German is doing something which is contrary different from me or someone who was born in Uganda. So that at first sight, they will see them, okay, this is an African. But when they engage, when they engage them, they of course be different. But for me, my task, I give it to the Africans who are born in those African countries and they are migrated, they move to live in Germany or in Europe or in USA to portray what, what, what we want people to know about us and to be real. We don't need to be pretenders to act good when you're bad. So just know when you feel bad when they say Africans don't give time. And I, I'm sorry to repeat this statement, but it is very famous everywhere. That Africans, they have a problem with time. Please, as you go against that statement, act. Be on time. Okay. Thank you so much. So since you're a musician, you're an artist, mm. what is your opinion about this music and mm. art can it be one of the best way of sort of empowering yourself as mm-hmm. a person living or a black brown mm. black person of color yeah. living in Europe or in the US or in Canada yeah. to empower yourself yeah. uh, music what is your your experience yeah thank you music and dance and art in general for me just worked as a therapy to me personally Because I grew up in that kind of a environment where I had a lot of needs and I couldn't afford. But through music, through dance, it has really bring me to be, to connect to many people and to, like, to heal where some things I cannot afford. And when I use dance, I feel free. I feel relieved. I feel like I'm open. I'm, I can fly when I do this art, especially me as a dancer and a musician. When I do my music, I'm me, I'm talking to myself inside and I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of living and uh, connecting to the spiritual world. I feel like it's beyond just doing music or just dancing. When I start engaging with say, it brings me to the connection of inner self and to the spiritual world. And it's like a therapy to me. It just cleanses me, it frees me. And... As I told you that I've engaged music and dance in different, I've done a lot of workshops in different schools here in Europe. And you find sometimes we tend to do workshops in, uh, uh, with students with special, uh, with special care, which have, uh, people who have, uh, like mental problems or people who are depressed or people who have many challenges in life. But when you start doing music with them, there's something you see in their eyes that Something opens up. Someone who find who you found, she doesn't want to do anything. She's like, I'm done with the world. Whenever we introduce music to them or you introduce dance to them, 
they open up like see that you see the inner happiness you know there's this happiness you can see and you see someone who's really happy someone who feels like oh my god i feel myself so for me music dance as a profession i use it more more as like the healing process like a therapy like connecting myself also to other people but also to spiritual world also because I've done it several times and it is something special about let me say art in general also people who are do graphics or do paintings when you find them in their process that process like they go beyond so I think it is very important uh to use music or art in general to um to help yourself to motivate yourself to come back to yeah your strength to stand yeah So thank you so much. Yeah, welcome sir. Edwin. Uh by the way listeners, uh Edwin is one who did the music for our podcast. Mm-hmm. And when you hear that podcast starting, I mean, the start of the episode, mm-hmm. you hear that music is by Edwin yeah. and yeah, I'm happy to always have you on the podcast. So before we end our conversation, do you have something else you would like to share that maybe we have not shared about? Maybe a personal experience about mm. doing music as an artist here in in Europe mainly mm. yeah we africans who grew up in uh, african countries and migrated to europe or wherever you are we should always um create space for ourselves create space in what what do i mean by this if you have a talent or if you have the skill uh you try to find time to do something you like to do something you love you if you want to be chatting with your friends create that time call call that person engage if you you are like an artist you do music for example find those people who do music find those people who do dance find those people who do paintings go there because it will help you to stay strong of all the challenges we have here with the languages with financial problems with family with what find that something you love something you really treasure to find time for it and do it that one it has helped me personally that whenever i get i feel like i'm down i go back to my studio i sit down i play my music i feel i'm down i call you otaku i say my brother hi what's going how is going on i share my experience and be free feel free to share your experience it's really good you help others and you help yourself to share and don't be shy bring it out and you hear from other people because many things which has happened to you as a black man uh, as my friend wants me to say but as an african who lives in dutchland or lives in the europe it can help other people and you also learn from them the same experience maybe they found a solution for it so let's keep in community let's share let's keep with people who love us and let's really push ourselves we are there and this is our generation this is our time to turn out the history as it was that we supposed to be inferior it is time for us to be superior not to be a superior and put others down but also to stand also to come to the level of moving forward that's what i can say no oh, thank you so much edwin matov uh our dear listeners we have come to the end of our conversation of this podcast this episode with edwin matov and i don't know when and what time you have had this but it is always 
our pleasure to share with you our conversations and if you want to support Edwin Matovo with his music you can find it on very many online platforms I'm sure Edwin would like to share where they can find his music yeah you can find my music in uh, on every music platforms give example like Spotify you can find it on YouTube iTunes so everywhere there is music platforms you just type in Edwin Matovo then everything will be okay and you enjoy the good vibes the good vibes <laughs> yeah yes uh, as we end this episode i think even we can have some of your music is it okay or we can yeah i can uh, oh, of course i can also have it played in the episode if you say so yeah i think that will be also good but i can uh, think play one of my uh, last release mm-hmm. um i dedicated it to uh this yes this gonna be the lamenting and cursing life is journey life is karma You better watch out what you do You better watch out what you do Ebyange nabikwasoyo yantonda ze yangabirira Mubugumu ne mubunyongovu Oyo yankuma Tata webale sina chakua sina chakuza ndi muntu buntu Okujja koko sinza netendo eliori kudire Okujja koko sinza netendo eliori kudire Yeah that one one of my last last songs I've mm. released mm. it's called Karma you reap what you sow you reap and, what you sow yeah and Hindu and Buddhism they call it karma and many people call it they know karma you reap what you sow so thank you so much you can find music my music on any music platform and I'm really so um humbled to be always invited on this great platform to share my experience what i know and to learn from also you and from the people from the listeners and people let them be free to comment also to share their experience to come you know to like and to share this uh, podcast it might help people around and also to help them you know maybe one day they could also share their experience and we learn from each other teach one each one yeah Thank you so much for this conversation. With you every week. Hear my true story. Yeah, our 
our dear listener. Thank you so much for listening to Hear My Two Story podcast. It has been me, myself, Otako, with our guest, Edwin Matovu. And I hope that you enjoyed that wonderful conversation. Yes, and if you would like to support this wonderful podcast, please kindly go to hearmytoastory.com. There you can subscribe and be a supporter of the podcast with the little money that you have. And if you cannot be a supporter of the podcast with any little money that you have, you can also tell a friend to know about the podcast. It is always a great thing when you share about this wonderful podcast. Thank you for listening and thank you for supporting Hear My Two Story. We not only have voices for a podcast, but also faces for YouTube. Don't miss your next episode. Hear my true story. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Music by Edwin Matovo, hosted and produced by Otako. Subscribe to our podcast for more stories and visit us on our website, hearmytruestory.com for more stories. All the links are listed in the show notes of this podcast.